Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You're in the place where mysteries and the missing meet. Where conspiracies lurk around every corner. Welcome to the Deep Dark Truth. Welcome back to the Deep Dark Truth Podcast. I am Mikey. I'm Chip. I'm Mo, probably. Supposedly. Allegedly. What the hell is going on? <laughs> Good enough, that's an intro, right? <laughs> okay. And this is part two of Secret Gay History. I don't know about you guys, but I am excited. Enjoy these additional queers. Okay, that's fine. We definitely recorded this at the same time. <laughs> Let's move on to Sally Kristen Ride. Wheel of Fortune, Sally Ride, heavy metal suicide. Who's that? <laughs> That's the first female astronaut. Yeah? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yes. So she was an astronaut physicist. She was the first American woman in space. And she remains the youngest American person in space, actually. She was 32 years old when she went up into space. While Ride was rather closed off when it came to her personal life, she married a fellow astronaut in 1982. She divorced him in 1987. His name doesn't matter, because I don't care. Some men don't matter. Yes, you heard that from this podcast. Some white men don't matter. Suck it, bleh. One star rating in the Apple Store. One star, one star, one star. I hate this fucking podcast. Sorry. However, the weird thing is, when she passed in 2012... Her obituary revealed that she had a lover of 27 years, and her name was Tam O'Shaughnessy. I thought that she was out before she died. No Every clue. gay in the free world knows that she's a gay. <laughs> Apparently not. But okay, so this is why, though. So her and her lover wrote six children's science books together, right? And her lover was the CEO of the board of Sally Ride Science. She was the CEO of her profit organization, her company that she created. And upon her death, the company would reveal after her obituary that the relationship was 100% true. And then her blood sister would confirm. I, I am mind blown that she wasn't out before that because in my head, I'm having a Mandela effect moment. In my head, Sally Ride was always out. It's so weird. I knew who she was, but I had no idea. No, yeah, I no. definitely knew. I just, I'm, yeah, I'm having a moment. <laughs> so this is a case closed. Doesn't matter yep, what nope. either of you say. She's known as the, she's known as the first LGBT astronaut. Queer AF. Queer, obviously she's queer. 
You could currently buy stamps from the USPS with her. You don't want to argue, Chip? <laughs> no, I want to. I want to plug the USPS to buy her stamps. <laughs> support support the postal system. <laughs> I love it. We I sent out our Patreon stuff with T Rex stickers because it was like the closest on theme that I could get. I'm like, here, have your car decals. T Rex stamps. <laughs> anyway, now's stamps. a good time to bring up Jurassic Park for exactly no reason. <laughs> All dinosaurs are queer. <laughs> They're all trans. Speaking of Jurassic Park, <laughs> we have Hadrian. Speaking of Jurassic Park. <laughs> the Roman Emperor from 117 to 138, who people could see as a T-Rex, yeah. right? I mean, I personally think that at that time, dinosaurs existed, because <laughs> I believe the Earth right, is only exactly. 2,000 years old. So, um, Hadrian, the Roman Emperor, uh, famously for Hadrian's Wall... <laughs> Anyways, um, he rode dinosaurs around into battle. Yeah, you he heard it here wall. first, folks. I cannot begin to access the damage that Miranda thinks that this guy rode dinosaurs. <laughs> but also, is the gayest thing since gay happened. She knows it. She believes in it her whole heart. So okay. let's go through it. Roman Emperor, right? 117 to 138. Not very long after zero, if you know what I mean. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, that is a thing. Friends of Dorothy. The closer you are to zero, the closer you are to being gay. No, 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 no. That's not it. Let's just start with this. He married his father's cousin's grandniece. Who didn't? Her name is Vibia Sambina. <laughs> of course it is. He married his father's cousin's grandniece, okay? They never bore children. Gay? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> his male consort was Antonis, right? Like, it, from the beginning of time, they had the same mentor. You know what I mean by mentor back in the Roman Greek period? Yep. When I say mentor? Yeah, and okay. you just stamp that as not, not necessarily queer. Correct, correct. Uh, I don't stamp it as that. I think it's a so... Wait until the next thing. <laughs> right. So his male consort is Antonis, right? He wrote poems about him, and specifically one poem about them hunting together is famously known. It is very queer-oriented. It is very, like, endearing, loving, like, hey, this is my lover kind of thing. We're hunting deer together. Just bros being hoes. <laughs> But not necessarily that. You know what I mean? Like, with saying it's that, without saying it's Listen, that. Listen, I, I, wait, I read this fan fiction. This is what had happened once. <laughs> they were hunting in the woods, and Merlin was trying to hide his magic. I mean, Antonis. He was trying to hide his magic. <laughs> oh, God. And we're back to the. <laughs> and then there was a snowstorm. Oh, here we go. And then they had to huddle together for warmth. Is this because, Brokeback Mountain or is no, this? No, <laughs> and then this is the plot of the BBC Merlin. But anyway, oh, okay, just kidding. Um, and then Antonis, he was a servant, obviously, yeah, or something, mm -hmm. and so yeah. he didn't have warm clothes. So they obviously mm. they had to share the deer hide or whatever the hell they were using for blankets at this period of time. Dinosaur, right. dinosaur leather, and so they bundled up in the dinosaur leather together and but then and they then killed off happened. quentin coldwater and you never forgive them why <laughs> why did you have to bring it up so my co-hosts are getting a little out of control never. here and the actual story is that they were just 
lifelong friends from the beginning of time. And um, he wrote poems about him. So what? They hunted together. So what? Um, they were just best friends, and he was just his general of his Sometimes army. Sometimes Luke Skywalker and Han Solo have to live inside a tauntaun or whatever for the night. <laughs> the problem <laughs> lies... The- Stay tuned for me and Chip's Patreon fan fiction that we're going to write. <laughs> True story. So the problem lies, is, as far as historians are concerned, is that when Antonis drowned mysteriously, yes, mysteriously, maybe we stumbled upon a conspiracy Again, theory Again, I read know. this fan fiction. It was the seed. The seed did it. The fey people of Avalon. Sorry. He created a memorial <laughs> to his dead lover and his villa in Trivoli. But not only that, he didn't go that far. He named an entire Egyptian city in his honor. But did he make him a god? Yeah. Didn't, but didn't make him a god, but also didn't create just a city in his honor. It was full of his memoriam, and to this day it still is. But you don't think, what's his face, Alexander being like, hey, make my boyfriend a god. That's not necessarily yeah, queer. Not, nothing gay at all. There's nothing gay at all about this. Great. I mean, there's really nothing gay about it. It's just speculation right okay i'm stamping this one gay i'm sorry how is this one gay and the last one's not gay uh i'll tell you why do you want to know why yeah okay we're talking about we're talking about alexander the great right versus hadrian yeah yeah hadrian's gay i mean his lover was clearly his lover and he wanted to raise an entire city and name him after and create the memorial around it like he's gay not only that he never bore children like ever at all not once and he was a roman emperor during that time period it was unheard of for him not to like bore children whether it was raping the nursemaid like they didn't care as long as they bore a child like he didn't give a fuck all he did was write poems but there's no actual documentation right of alexander the great's illegitimate children those are just speculation yeah, that they're right, like, those his are illegitimate children right they, so he, how is he, it different? he supposedly had two children they were illegitimate children though like listen if i'm a gay <laughs> if weird, weird. but there's so, aspects of alexander being gay and having female lovers and or marriages or multiple and it seemed that he had like a uh i guess i don't know physical connotation to where it wouldn't be past him to like at that time rape women i'm just i'm 100% stamping him as straight but stamping Hadrian is gay. I'm sorry. Feel comfortable doing that. Antinius, was he, he wasn't given to him in any way. They were just had the same teacher. Okay, so everything was above board, voluntary. Well, the weird thing is they were best friends and he became like his right hand man and like every way through his development. Is there any evidence of them being sexual? No. That's just his Kuba then. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. That's exactly what I'm screaming. They're kindred spirits in platonic life, mate. Hmm. Thank you. Betrayal. Wait, Chip, you're stamping him as gay? Gave a city. <laughs> Did his name. I would give you a city. You just said I you would wouldn't you declare city. me a god. <laughs> no. Oh. No, I'm contractually obligated to name you a god, but we have a very unique relationship. 
What about the poem? We're out together. But he never bore children. We were just talking about the fanfic. I don't care about children because you can grin and bear it for long enough to have kids if you're like a king. <laughs> Especially when it's the He's norm. a Roman emperor. He's yeah, a Roman emperor. Especially when it's the norm to have children. You can at least grin and bear it. But he might not have been able to have kids. That's another thing. Lots yeah. of people throughout time have not been able to have children, but Agreed. it was thought that they were either cursed or, like, they must not be having sex then if they don't have kids, which is ridiculous. We'll get to that. I don't think Hadrian had any problem with this seat. All right. I think it sounds like Mikey bottomed for him. <laughs> so now I'm starting to think that maybe he might be gay. <laughs> he talked yourself back into gay. I mean, he dedicated a city to him and yeah. Alexander I feel tried like to I would get do his that boyfriend declared friend, a god I feel like I would do that to my best friend the, declaring him as a god that's a whole nother issue isn't it no okay let's I just mean, move on yeah let's let's, let's move just on. move on let's move let's on let's ruminate everybody ruminate on that you two we listeners. are now to Richard of England so we're going to another leader uh, we're talking like 1190-ish. I mean, he was born in 1189 until his death. He served as the king. He was also known as Richard the Lionheart. He was a great military leader and a formidable warrior, a writer and a poet. But the weird thing is, is that he taxed the clergy. Tax them all. So that is the big uh, thing that I'm going to circle Wait, back to. Wait, that's our argument that he's queer? <laughs> no, no, no. I fully support it, but... <laughs> The topic of his homosexuality would not be brought into light until, like, after the Edwardian and Victorian historians. And this was thought to be, by modern historians, as a conspiracy to keeping the silence, in quotations. At this point, it was very, very well founded upon to be homosexuality, especially during the church time. And I think that historians were kind of persuaded to keep the silence i guess yeah and even if they had some amount of proof the amount of proof that you need to have to be able to speak up about something like this in this time period like you'd be ruined the burden of proof is yeah so as we go on and we dive down um some believe that his childless marriage to numerous sexual encounters with women prove his homosexuality he is very well documented to taking women by force Mm. Um, he was not a very gentle man, I guess, is from what I have been doing research and what I understand. Um, he very much raped women as far as history stands. I'm sure it was men too, though. It's also further back that his public confessions referred to sodomy because this was a man who was not shy about being a leader or speaking his ways. And with taxing the church, he spoke out against the church and uh, against their religious views quite frequently. It's kind of a controversy to this day because he publicly confessed that he was a sinner against the church in multiple ways. And a lot of historians think that he was talking about sodomy, while others are like, well, that's not the case. And... Um, you can dive down his scenario of what he wrote, which I have, and it doesn't give me one way or the other, to be honest, other than that he admits to being a sinner and not 
necessarily that could have also been about the rape or about other sexually depraved things that he was into right and so it's clearly documented that he was a sinner in multiple facets not just sexually but also physically and violently some attribute the poor treatment of the church and as to his guilt or his anger with the church arriving his sexuality while others don't and others think that he didn't see a problem with it and he was homosexual and he embraced it and he just wanted to get rid of their church not that they had those same feelings for thousands of years and that we should be following them but like maybe it was just bullshit (laughs) but fun fact he knighted his cook (laughs) which at the time (laughs) that's the best mutton i've ever had in my life right I'm going to make you an earl. Right. He knighted his cook, Lord of the Feet of the Kitchen of the Counts of Poitou. Jesus. <laughs> no, not what Jesus. What a mouthful. <laughs> as far as historical documents say, like, it was just him being facetious and being funny and being, I like, would totally knight my cook. Absolutely. I would knight my garbage man. <laughs> well, the garbage man deserves it. <laughs> From research during that True. time period, it taught me that actually cooks and chefs were kind of high revered during that time period as to being higher persons of the house or the, the food um, was garbage well because because <laughs> of the cleanliness that involved a cook or a chef to prepare food during that time period there was a lot of deaths because of hygiene and plague and other things that a chef and cook was revered as a high standing individual for not poisoning anyone. Typhoid Mary could have learned a thing or two. Right. What do you guys think? Your thoughts? Rape isn't about sexuality, it's about power, so it could be anything. Right. Yeah. This is not presented with enough specifics to determine. My official position is toss him into the pit. <laughs> Let's move on. That one. Yeah, I mean, honestly, he's revered as one of, like, the greatest people of all time history and as much as i dive deep it was just negative after negative after negative and i can't stand this person after researching them but i'm i'm 100 i'm sorry i'm going to stamp this as bisexual bisexual i'm stamping him as queer i think that he used power to regain his ability to have sexual sexuality over other people but i don't think that it was just one sex that he was interested in i'm gonna stamp this as queer oh toss into the pit he can't sit with us <laughs> no, neither right next doesn't matter what he is toss him into the pit yes okay we're gonna continue you're gonna not be so profound about all of this him and richard the third can have a party with satan and a pineapple Let's move on. I have had no clue who Leslie Gore was before, and I asked four of my closest friends if they did. None of them knew, which is sad. Which is really sad because of the songs that she sings are some of our iconic songs. Yeah. All right. So if you don't know who Leslie Gore is, she's a singer and songwriter, actress and activist. And I didn't either, Chip, so don't feel bad. I don't know from people, ni- so this is normal for me. Right. She lived from 1946 uh. to 2015. But she wrote and performed You Don't Own Me. You Don't Own it's Me. It's My Party. It's My Party. And I'll cry if I want to. I'll cry if I want to. Right. And She's a Fool. I don't know that one. <laughs> That's so mean to say. <laughs> so many hit singles during her period of time. 
And just based off of those, I would think that she was a lesbian. There's no doubt. <laughs> mm, yeah, um, it's my party. Yeah. The first wives club is in the homosexual agenda as I mean, top 100 movies that you need to watch. <laughs> so, just saying. So, I don't know who she was, but like, she is in fact hosted an LGBT public TV show in the life 2001 to 2004, whatever it was. Um, I could be wrong, give or take some years, but, um, in 2005, she stated that she was a lesbian interview on the After Ellen show. So case closed. She's a lesbian. It's not really much of a conspiracy when they state that they are out. (laughs) She's not, but the conspiracy was that her entire life up until she died in 2015, like she only lived her last like 10 years out. Like. Nobody really knew. God, that's sad. Extremely sad. Especially to somebody who gives me a song like, You Don't Own Me, whenever I'm drunk and I can write off some (laughs) gay lover. You know what I mean? Let's move on to gayer things, like Sir Francis Bacon. (laughs) (laughs) Not that you're biased or anything. I am sorry. I am not biased, but I'm going to continue with this and sing... One more time, Sir Francis Bacon. <laughs> First Viscount, Chancellor, Lord Verulam, Attorney General, Father of Empiricism. Sounds like a lot of gay nicknames and titles, if you ask me. I'm sorry, I just usually go by Mikey. That's enough for me. But apparently it's not enough for Sir Francis He's Bacon. He's one of those bougie gays. <laughs> I'm sorry, this one is not much for this interpretation. Is, yeah, this is bougie drag queen gay. I got 15 names. All right. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, he's the creator of the scientific <laughs> method that used to be called the Baconian method. It used to be called Oh, gay. I'm so glad we don't call it that anymore, though. <laughs> I don't know if I would feel the same about the Baconian method, but... No, I don't He like also it. organized libraries stop. into history, poems, and um, literature, I think it was called. No, history, philosophy, and poems. That was his way of organizing the library early on obviously is far different than it is now but he never bore any children for the record uh, not that that matters but oh, he bo- he's bored a lot of children he's boring me right now <laughs> at the time period that he went like 30 years of him doing almost everything that you could ever think that he did he never once years. did a he woman did. <laughs> he was accused at his very much late, like, of him holding his house, of, like, his office, accused of keeping a very effeminate youth to be his lover and bedfellow while deserting the bed of his lady. And that was quoted in an accusation from a, you know, a reporter at that time. Shortly thereafter, he was also accused of accepting payments from litigants while against the law. This was a common practice at the time. Like, it was a normal thing for them to do, to take 
payments from litigants of how they would vote and how they wouldn't vote uh, uh, based on certain boards and whatever. Everyone takes bribes. Yeah, we're talking like, you know, early... Yeah, like Edgar Allan Poe, some dudes got him wasted so that he would vote the way that they wanted him to. Right. So this was common practice. He obviously resigned shortly after that, and historians believe that he did so because he want, didn't want to be charged with capital offense of sodomy, and they feel that they had enough evidence against him for that. Well, it's probably for the best, because we all know what happened to Alan Turing. <laughs> right. So they, I guess they believe because they had overwhelming evidence, they just wanted to get him out of the... It was a political ploy against his people that were against him, basically, to get him out of his chair or his seat to use this against him. And because of it, he clearly backed out. And they don't know if it was just because of that minor offense that probably wouldn't have been brought against him, or they thought he thought that they had uh, more substantial evidence against him. So what is your thoughts, guys? I mean, there's not a whole lot of evidence other than you screaming gay during half your speech but that that isn't evidence except i mean the guy did live a gay lifestyle like i don't even think you need to look past the evidence it was his lifestyle i think if historians thought that he didn't want to be charged with sodomy over his bedfellow guy i think that there has to be more evidence somewhere in some kind of text that would have led them to believe that. Historians don't just point a rainbow finger at people. I feel like it's <laughs> England after the 1100s. If there is some type of evidence against you, there's evidence against you. And I feel like that was the case. I'm stamping this one as gay. Yeah, I can be team queer on this one. Yeah. And and I'm thinking about changing my name to Sir Mikey Bacon. Does anyone <laughs> no. oppose to this? Anyone? You can totally put Sir in front of your name, though. Sir Mikey Champagne? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, I might take that. That doesn't sound gay at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. All right, shall we move on to the biggest conspiracy of this conversation? <laughs> of yeah. this conversation. Are you ready? I do like that that little asterisk. <laughs> I do enjoy that. It's not the biggest conspiracy, but it is the one I've heard Mikey talk about the most over the last 10 years. Correct. <laughs> and you know what? There is a conspiracy theory within the conspiracy theory. Hold your horses. I know. I know. All right. So let's move on. James Buchanan. I've never mentioned him in my entire life. <laughs> it's a lie. All right, so James Buchanan was the 15th president before Lincoln, right before the Civil War. So if you don't know your history, this is like 1857 to 1861. He was referred to as Buck or Old Buck. Old Buck is is just, it's not it. It's not it, sis. It's not? No. What do you mean? I mean, just, oh, Old Buck. I don't know. It reminds me of some shit my pup would say. Oh, but they're like, this is a legit thing. That's how it he was referred like to. It sounds like a straight lumberjack man is old buck. But that's not the case. Okay, well, let's go. So in 1818, there's this story. This kind of revolves around the whole ordeal about him being homosexual or not. 
So in 1818, Buchanan, at 28 years old, meets Anne Caroline Coleman, who was 23 at the time, and a daughter of a very wealthy and protective iron manufacturer, right? So they meet at this Lancaster White Swan Inn ball or whatever that they host, and they begin courting and quickly got engaged in just a year. This sounds straight to me. In less than a year, at 23 years old, Anne Coleman gets engaged to James Buchanan. In doing this research, I find they spend very little, if any, time together. That was the Great Panic of 1819, which is considered at that time to be the first Great Depression of the United States. Like, we were in for some deep shit financially. But also, on top of that, it was the huge slavery debate between the North and the South. So, he had a lot going on, honestly. He's a busy man. Supposedly... A lot of these rumors started swirling just that year that he was not off or spending any time with her of infidelity, but also his sexuality and some other things. And because of it, she broke off their engagement. And sadly, she died shortly after. And when I say she died shortly after, I mean, she was died suddenly. She suddenly died, mysteriously died shortly thereafter, died suddenly those are all of the descriptions that meet the case. Like, there is no real research for about three days, and the only thing that you're going to come across is that she may have died from suicide, and it may have been an overdose for ladonum, a concentrated tincture of opium, but no valid evidence exists either way. So herein lies a conspiracy theory within the conspiracy theory. Hmm. How do you think she died? They attributed to suicide, but I don't know. I really don't oh know. Oh my god, it was eighteen nineteen. She could have died of anything. She could have had consumption, sumption, what's your She function. was twenty-four. She was twenty-four years old. Yeah, past her prime. I was just gonna say twenty-four. The the age of living at the time was probably like forty-one. It was probably okay, the oldest. Come thing. on, it was sixty-two. Well, you see, there's actually it, a conspiracy yeah, about never, the age. It was of- never in the fifties. Uh ever. Yes, it was ever. When? When? I'm going to look up right now. I'm going to give you receipts. The give me receipts, but not during this time. We're talking about the 1800s. That's because we were calculating age of average life expectancy and babies died a lot. So that brings it down a lot. So these numbers aren't very good. Conspiracy. True. I'm just saying, I don't think that she died from natural causes. That's all I'm saying. Murder. Murder most foul medium life expectancy before modern times, meaning early 19th century, was around 30 years old in all regions of the world. Ew, gross. I'm 33, I'm dead. (laughs) We're all dead. It's a pandemic. In the Americas... It was around 30 up until 1900. This graph is is hard to read, though. It looks like maybe 1905 or 1910. And then it started going up a little bit until it was around 45 in 1950. And since 1950, it's like drastically went up. So it's not unheard of for somebody at 24 to die during this time period. Yeah, no. But what do you think? I always think it's murder. I mean, uh, murder's just the funnest option. So I obviously pick aliens. You're go- wait, what? For real? Wait, 
maybe it was a dinosaurs. Oh. <laughs> Those damn dinosaurs stomping around. Let's be real. I think it was suicide. Can we move yeah. on? Never. I think it was suicide, honestly. So, supposedly, James Buchanan was so heartbroken that he writes... I'm sorry, I thought you were going to say, supposedly James Buchanan was so gay that... <laughs> <laughs> How gay was he? No. Mm, we'll get there. Uh, we'll get there. But he was so heartbroken that he writes her father asking for permission to attend the funeral. And he quotes, I feel happiness has left me forever, end quote. Her father denies him permission. Yeah, fuck off, mate. He really thinks that he was the cause of her suicidal death, and so he denies him permission. Way to slip your theory in as canon with the suicide. <laughs> yeah, like, she was murdered, so murdered I don't know by why him, he said that. But and that's why fine. he was denied right. to come. <laughs> I'm not saying any of those things. I'm just reporting. Anywho, um, after that, he never courted another female ever again. Many historians, writers, and sociologists have speculated that he is in fact gay. But one biographer claims that he is asexual or celibate. We will go on to learn that his first lady is not any lady because he's only president who's ever been bachelor ever in history. <laughs> his first lady was Liberty. <laughs> yeah, his first lady was an adopted orphan niece of his named Harriet Lane. So he adopted an orphan niece of his. How do you find that out, first of all? First of all, how did he get elected? Because at this point in time, like in the year 2020, I find it hard to see a single person getting elected. And it mostly has to do with, like, the expectations of... Do you want to know why he was? Please, please inform me. Okay. Uh, so, uh, during his election and campaign, he was favored for being Northern and having Northern views, but also accepting slavery. Ah. Yikes. <laughs> you can be okay. as uh, single as you want. All if... right, let's just move right past that. Yeah, so... um. Oh, for the record, before we move on, I want you guys to know this. He is recorded by many historians as being the worst president of all time. I did know that. He is ranked as the worst president of all time. And some rank him that way because his inability to deal with slavery. And some say that he didn't unify the states. He was just, well, the thing is, he was, it, the states were never going to be unified and he was just playing mm -hmm. both sides of the fence. He's like, oh no, right. I believe in your cause, Union, but also to the Confederacy. He's like, it's fine. Like, it's fine. You're fine. Don't worry. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just such bullshit politics. And at the end of the day, no matter how much we might like a certain politician, we all hate politics. We all hate politicians <laughs> right. in general. And Right, and some of them favor it as to he didn't pick a side and he just tried to kiss ass on both sides and whatever. Some would credit him for being a uni un unitarian, like a... A unifier. Unifier. Others would think that that is a... A gross exaggeration also, because we went into war during the next presidency. Right, right, right. Um. So... So it, that is what it is. Again, uh, it has been brought up 
time and time again because he's never had kids. He's never had a wife ever in his entire life. He's never married. And he was engaged, but he never married. And he adopted this orphan niece to be the first lady of the house. And she is written as the first lady of the house, even though he named her as like, I don't even know what it was when I was doing my research, but like she was the, I don't know, some type social, whatever, something of the white house. I don't know what it was, but um, basically first lady. So we don't know a whole lot of that until we delve into meeting his lover, question mark. His lover is named William Rufus Devane King. Rufus That's a name. Sounds gay to me. I don't know. Okay, Sounds like a top, like Again, a gay top to me. bougie drag queen name. Devane King. Devane King, I met that drag queen last weekend. De- yeah, I met, I met, I met Devane King last weekend as well. And it was a very tall African-American drag queen. That's who it was. That's exactly who it was. I met the same drag queen. I thought so. I thought so. Why was I not invited? Why were you guys? It's a, was, it's a social distancing pandemic. What are you doing meeting drag queen? Your name is Dick Rufus Devane King. I mean, literally, it says you're gay. And also, you are the vice president of Franklin Pierce. Gay. I'm sorry, gay. It's got gay written all over it. I don't know who you are, but they would meet and they would develop what is often described as a close and intimate relationship. I love that. They would live together for 10 years oh, yeah. from 1934 to 1944, just the two of them. And and I did also research after I read this, but also I did multiple research after the fact, but it's true. Now, this practice of the time of two bachelors, well to do or not to do, to live together in common. Got it. It wasn't common, but it wasn't uncommon. Does that make sense? Got it. It like wasn't completely unheard of, but you know, right. not that many people did it, but enough that someone knew someone that lived with no their friend. it's like friend. raising an eyebrow at it, even though it's not super right. common. Yeah. Well, but when questioned, King called his relationship with Buchanan as a communion. Mm. <laughs> um, that makes me feel icky, though. It doesn't even, I mean, it's real gay, but it makes you feel gross. I don't like right. it. <laughs> Furthermore, it is highly documented that they would attend social events together, like arrive together and leave together. Well, they live and, together. Of course, they're going to get a ride well, together. Exactly. So it kind of goes along with the same thing mentioned before. Like, that was kind of common for two best And they didn't have together. a spouse to get them out of shit. So they're like, oh, sorry, James over here. He has yeah, a stomach ache. Right. We drove together. Sorry, got to go. We only have <laughs> yeah. one car. Oh, and it's a Model horse. T. We, when really yeah. they both wanted to have sex with the queen's daughters. Like, we get it. Like, we get it. Like, they have a bro thing going on right supposedly um the relationship though would go so far as to catch attention of andrew jackson right a former president do you know who he referred to them as gay he referred to to king as miss nancy and referred to james buchanan as his wife or his better half and dubbed him aunt nancy (coughs) oh so, I mean, with terms like Miss Nancy and Aunt Nancy, I'm, I'm sorry, Miss Nancy and Aunt Fancy, I'm sorry, it seems that they might be gay together. However, wait, my mind might be blown. I could be making something up, but now I need to know if, like, referring to gay men as Nancy's 
came from this. Hmm. Correct. That is true. Shut up. <laughs> it is it is one it is one hundred percent accurate. I did the research. I thought the exact same thing. What? It is one hundred percent accurate Guys, and true. Stamp it, stamp um it. The, the word Nancy came from Jackson referring to King as Miss Nancy, and it became a term to describe a male who is attributing any feminine attribute or whatever as being Nancy. Wow. Yes. Shut now fuck up. Andrew Jackson ten times over again. Yes. So stamp that. You are correct. To be fair, and- Andrew Jackson is not responsible for the subsequent connotations that happen thereafter. No, yeah. But he's responsible he for as- defying the Supreme Court when it ordered him to not displace Native Americans. <laughs> okay, mm. that's a totally different thing. But thank but you, hats to, hats to you, Mo, because I reached the same yeah. thinking in my head and I did the research. And I happen upon right. this stuff all the time where I just am like, wait, something <laughs> clicks in my head and I'm like, I need to see if this is right. Something else was a couple weeks ago. I wish I could remember what it was, but it was the same kind of thing. And I was like, wait. So before that, before all of that, all of its speculation, none of its real hard evidence the real hard evidence that we have with James Buchanan is his own writing. That's a bit of a nail in the coffin, as it were. <laughs> in 1844, upon King's death, his supposed lover, he wrote, I am now solitary and alone, having no companion in the house with me. I have gone a-wooing to several gentlemen, oh. <laughs> but have not succeeded with any of them. I feel that it is not good for man to be alone, and should not be astonished to find myself married to some old maid who can nurse me when I am Ugh. sick, provide good dinners for me when I am well, and not expect from me Sex. any very ardent or romantic affection. End quote. He's like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to find me a spinster. She's going to make me dinner, and she's going to have the honor of being married to a former president of the United States. What I find, okay, I'm going to just stamp this as gay because I'm going to always be that person. He went a-wooing like he's gay. I went a-wooing to several gentlemen. If that's not the gayest shit I've ever heard in my whole life. I actually want to talk about that because when we talked about the ancient Greek um, persona of like, you're a man, like even my best friend, I'm going to woo his male male child. During that time period, this was common practice. Like, Yeah, but wooing has a different connotation in the 1800s. Correct. But listen, but listen, wooing a man meant I'm going to woo his affections. I'm going to buy him gifts. I'm going to teach him and guide him and mentor him and teach him how to read and do math <laughs> and buy him things. But for his affection outside of that. So how far in history is the same connotation of wooing a man. Because in this connotation, it sounds about right. It sounds like he doesn't necessarily want a committed partner or something else. It says, I've gone a wooing to several gentlemen, but I'm not succeeding in any one of them. And I think he meant younger than him. I don't think he meant he was cruising around. Yeah, he's a former president. He deserves a young stud, as far as he's concerned. <laughs> I'm just saying that I think that he was kind of looking in the same connotation. I would say anything 1700s or after, the connotation of wooing and like those period pieces, like Jane Austen, for instance, 
it very much is romantic in nature. So I don't know at what point the connotation flipped, but I would say that definitely before this, it had flipped to a romantic connotation. Here's what I have to say about that. I personally think that this is 1844. So I think ultimately before like women's suffrage and women got the rights to do what they needed to, I don't care if it's Western philosophy or Eastern philosophy or where you did, or if there's hundred years apart, I really do believe that men thought men better than women. And I think that it is clear in his distinction and what he's trying to describe James Buchanan, 15th president in 1844, that men were not on the same level of women. He's like, well, I'll settle for a woman. Yeah, but he's also very specific in saying that he wants to make sure that that old maid that's going to make him dinner and nurse him when he's sick can't expect anything romantic from him. Right, but what I'm trying to say is that I don't think that he thought women deserving of his sexual prowess. I don't think that... I really ultimately believe that James Buchanan was totally not even thinking women as being human beings. I really do. Well, that's different than being gay. (laughs) Right. It's like he's gay because he's such a misogynist that he can't be anything other than gay. (laughs) Correct. Correct. He's queer, but now I hate him. Stamp. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) One of them bad queers again. And we keep getting the bad queers in this. Uh, I I don't have to stamp him as a bad guy just because I don't think that his views of slavery and other things outside of sexuality make him a good person. I think he's a terrible human being. However, I do think in his head at this time period, I think that he only viewed his men as equals. And and thus only worthy of his dick. Correct. And I think that women to him were seen as less than equal only to provide him for health and food and other things. They were never something to be something romantic. I think that he is homosexual, but I also think that he viewed homosexuality... The only option. (laughs) No, as a superior to being heterosexual. I really do. I think I I would go further to think that this president thought homosexuality was above heterosexuality. And I do firmly believe Well, I don't that. know if this was real, but I know I always hear that story about the Greeks. You know, you have sex with women, but sex with men was the real good shit. Because because you, a man can only be equal to a man. Well, I also think they didn't understand how prostates work. <laughs> <laughs> so they were just like, why is this so great? This is weird. Truth. So, what are we stamping James Buchanan as? Murderer of his fiancée <laughs> and also queer. Final final answer. I mean, he's queer. queer? Final answer. Murder queer. <laughs> I'm stamping him as gay. You have been stamped, Buchanan. Bird in gay hell. Not not uh, the good gay hell. The bad gay hell. Okay, go uh, on. Leslie, out. Sir Francis Bacon, uh, probably gay. If the historians so point gay, gay then... <laughs> And Buchanan, murder gay. Just the worst kind of gay is what I'm going to go with. I think that wraps us up for our um, secret gays in history. And I think Chip just went down the road to tell us what we think. Uh, We're going to cover a lot more queers in history, though, correct? Yes. In another podcast episode? 
So that's all the secret gay history we have for today. We'll be doing a follow-up to this episode soon. So if there's any specific people in history that you want us to cover, let us We've know. We've also got send secret trans history in the works. So send us those ones. Send us other queers. You know, give us all the queer people. And the more proof the better because a lot of these are historians and different things that if there's more firsthand sources we we'd love when they write in their letter i wish i never had to look upon another woman again and could only hold you in my arms for the rest of eternity that's what we want we want that good shit yeah or something like i love the sight of a throbbing (laughs) okay all right that's our first day i'm mo i'm chip (laughs) and i'm mikey Gay.